You're listening to a podcast from 702. Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. So I've just received an update from Wits University. They say the majority of classes continued today across all campuses without disruption and with better attendance than yesterday. Uh, they went on to thank all of those who attended and taught classes today. Um, they go on to say... Uh, No students will be prevented from writing examinations for financial reasons. Some graduations for 2016 have been rescheduled. Please visit graduation webpage, etc., etc. But somebody who was involved in the mediation process then between the protesting students and management is Temba Masego. Temba Masego is former government spokesperson, and he joins me on the line. Uh, Mr. Masego, good to talk to you this afternoon. Hello. Hi, good afternoon, Tulani. No, thank you very much for coming through. Listen, uh, how difficult... Are the mediation talks at Vits University? Well, Colonel, they are proceeding. I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> they are difficult to the extent that students still have their demands on the table, and they are having further meetings, consulting with their students. There's a mass meeting happening again later today, so I think the process is going on. We're doing our best to to create an environment where students can be able to deal with the internal issues at VETS, and then also find ways of interacting with government as far as the issue, the broader issue of uh, free education is concerned. So the process is still unfolding, but yeah, I think we still have a, a few difficult days ahead of us. Now, the university keeps on saying to us that all they are concerned about now is saving academic year 2016. Uh, is that even possible, do you think? Well, it's not only possible, but it's an absolute objective of all of us who are involved in the mediation. And in chatting to a lot of the students, I think most students, even those who are protesting, are concerned about uh, saving the academic year. And that is why we're trying to create an environment where there can be that dialogue that will make it possible for us to to save 2016 academic year. Because the implications of, of this year not concluding properly are huge for, for both the students, the parents, the university, government, the, in, the private sector. So I think that uh, it's just absolutely necessary that a solution is found sooner rather than later. But what is the sticking point now? Just before last week's General Assembly that, would, that had been scheduled for last week, the university um, showed us the pledge uh, wherein they are saying they, in principle, um, are committed to free decolonized education. So w- what is the sticking point, though? What is it that you, students want the university to do over and above committing itself to this free, affordable, quality, decolonized education? Well, there's a basket of issues that uh, of major concern to students, uh, which are internal VETS-related issues. Okay. Um, those would include, for example, demand for the removal of the police from campus, uh, the release of the students who have been arrested now, and, and many others. So students not having sufficient accommodation, sleeping in libraries, not having access to internet and all of those kinds of things. And in my view, it is possible for the university and the students to sit and have a conversation around those issues. Then there's the bigger issue of free education, and both the students and administration agree in a sense that um, the solution to that particular issue doesn't lie with the administration of the universities. That's a broader government issue. And, and I think we're making some progress because 
in that regard, we saw the president announcing the establishment of the interministerial committee that's going to look at this. And as far as I'm aware, the, that committee of ministers is already making contact with various student and parent bodies to see if some common ground can be found around that, that particular issue. So it's those two sorts of issues, internal issues and the free education matter. And I think what we need is some kind of conversation to happen between the students and administration to deal with the internal issues and then a conversation with government to see what can be done about this demand. Is it feasible? If not now, when can it be implemented? And that's, a, that's something that, that must be a product of conversation, not just government making an announcement, but engaging with the student leaders, finding something that will be a middle ground of sort. And I think that's possible only if people are talking. Oh, it, well, it's interesting you say only if people are talking. Just uh, a couple of days ago, I spoke to Professor Tawana Kupe, and I said to him, students are saying to us that management is not available to talk. And he was quite angry about that, actually. He reacted quite angrily, saying that we are always available to talk to the students. What is the situation? Well, the, the conversations are taking place at different levels. They... As far as we understand the, the major student gripe, they want the administration to come and have a student a meeting with the student body and have that kind of conversation. And the administration in our conversation with them was saying they are actually willing to have that kind of discussion with um, with a student, but it must be properly organized. They mustn't be howling. They mustn't be this and that, and it must be properly chaired. So they are not too far from each other as far as that matter is concerned. And I think that um, we are working very hard. I mean, we're spending all our, all our lives at VETS to see if we can actually get them to actually sit around the corner and agree to a way, a format, that will be acceptable to both the administration and, and to the student body. All right. Let me turn to the issue of uh, uh, the public protector and the investigation into uh, what is known as state capture. Now, you are one of the people that on the show told me that you've already made your own submission there about your experiences as the head of GCIS. Uh, last week, I was I read in the newspapers uh, where you are further saying that you think that President Jacob Zuma might have actually instructed the late Minister Collins Chabane to either redeploy you or fire you because uh, you refuse to cooperate with the Gupta family. Now, those are some of the issues I assume are contained in your submission. But President Jacob Zuma would like to interview you around those issues. Would you be willing? Well, I've only heard about that request last night from the media. Nobody has made contact with me. I'll, I'll be interested in getting legal advice from my legal advisors on whether there is a need for such a thing and if I would need to talk to them. But at this stage, my view is that uh, the public protector needs to do her work the best way she thinks it can be done. And this process must not be different from the way other public uh, protector investigations have gone on. I don't know what in the past has happened. If the public protector does an investigation, investigate an institution or an individual, whether those institutions or individuals were then allowed to interview all the people who have made submissions to the public protector. I'm not privy to that process. So my view is that, you know, the investigation conducted by the public protector should not be seen to be different or special from the way the public protector has always done its work.
But it's extraordinary how the president has issued an open letter that we all read about his reservations about how this investigation has happened. And then yesterday, we saw another letter coming from the uh, Gupta representative's letter, also publicly dealing with some of those issues. It's quite extraordinary. Well, it is. I mean, I was thinking last night that if I were to go and start a company in India and there was some issue in government government institution decides to conduct a particular investigation, I would not be willing to participate in a public discourse about what a particular country chooses to manage its own affairs. And I think this also has elements of uh, arrogance on their part to actually begin to want to dictate to South Africans about how they should manage their affairs. Because this is a South African matter. It is essentially about how public institutions are managed and are influenced by business people. And if I were in their position, I would actually say, let the South Africans deal with this matter the way they deem fit, and I will fall in line with the way the South African public or South Africans want to deal with their problem. Mr. Masego, good to talk to you. Thank you for your time. Pleasure, man. Thank you. Cheers, Temba Masego, a former government spokesperson, but of course he's part of that mediation team at Vits University.